Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paul Hawksby. and Andy Jacobs, and this is the H and J Daily, the best bits of this afternoon's show. Um, we were joined in the studio by Manchester United supporting uh, comedian uh, Ishan Akbar. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with him. He was good. good. Interesting yeah. chat. We'll bring that to you in the podcast today. Uh, also, uh, Jeff Bell, actor, uh, mm. joined us. He's been working on a movie, uh, a mockumentary based on the world of darts for a long time. A long time. And they've got finally it the got it away. Um, and it sounds like a lot of fun. So Jeff... Popped in and chatted to us. We had a chat. We covered a fair bit we of ground, didn't we? We had extensive chats. We had extensive chats, unplanned chats. But we'll bring those to you as well. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And uh, I don't know about you, but I much preferred it when Mike Ashley owned Newcastle. <laughs> yeah. And Eddie Howe was struggling at Bournemouth. Those were the days. Yeah, good old, good old days. Not anymore. <laughs> no, it's going very well, actually, isn't it? And uh, they've got a chance in this competition. Yeah, absolutely. Although, although we always say it's the right to lose to Manchester City in the final, but we'll see. They've got Liverpool tomorrow. Yeah, that's one of them's going to get knocked one. out. So uh, there we go. Um, what else have we got here? Yes, I. Uh, it's quite interesting actually because um, there've been <laughs> absolutely amazing scenes in Buenos Aires. We're going to yeah. go to uh, uh, Marcella and have a chat with her. But that, you've probably all seen that bloke who plunged off the bridge and tried to get into onto the bus. Yeah. And uh, But John, our producer, showed us a video of the bloke, the same bloke, being still waving as the stretcher bearers carry him away. He was seriously hurt. I know, know, yeah, yeah. He seemed to be still... I mean, not just waving. It wasn't I'm all right waving. Mm. It was celebrating and singing after he landed on his head. Mm. So he didn't look too good. Yeah, the um, I, I was saying to Perry Groves yesterday... Why have they done an open-top bus parade with all those crowds mm. there? Why haven't they done a kind of balcony thing mm. somewhere in the main square? But we'll talk to Marcella about to Marcella Moore, who's out there and was watching it all unfold yesterday in Buenos Aires. But you're telling me it's all political. It is, and they had the balcony ready, but uh, the players voted. Twenty-six of them voted not to meet with a politician. Right. The problem is that you win the World Cup and you win it for yourself and you win it for the fans, for the people. What you don't win it for is for the president, uh, Salt Bay, the, the chef. Yeah. You know, all these people trying to... Even Russia, they tried to take credit for the Argentine victory by saying it was the Sputnik vaccine that they sold to Argentina. Oh, right. That allowed... I know. Blimey. But this is what happens when you get a win like that. Yeah. It's such a powerful thing that people want to be associated with it and take the credit for it. And so. there's a feeling that it could have a bit of a knock-on effect because, you know, the mm. economy's in a bit of a mess there and life is it's not like, 
stunning day to day. So, I mean, it could have a knock-on effect for their economy. Who knows? I don't know. This is what they're saying. We'll see what uh, a resident of the the city makes of it a little bit later on. Um, You were saying to me, though, it was very true, looking at the pictures, and I think people would have seen them, it is the bluest of blue skies. I mean, there are blue skies and there are blue skies. I mean, it looks ridiculous. No, it is incredible. I think that's why it's called Buenos Aires. It's something... Clues in the name. Clues in the name. The... uh, one of the players of the hero of the penalty shootout, Gonzalo Montiel, who uh, scored the winning penalty, mm. of course, he's got a tattoo, and people, <laughs> it's a typical online thing, people are going, oh, that looks like Sonia from EastEnders. <laughs> and they even got the star went to Sonia and said, oh, well, I, you know, it'd be great if it was, but it isn't. You know, you think, well, of course it isn't, <laughs> basically. It'd be great if... It doesn't even look like it, does it? It's just a woman. Gonzalo Montiel is a big fan of Natalie Cassidy <laughs> and all the work she's done over the years. <laughs> yes. Yes, it, of course it's Sonia from EastEnders, and he remembers uh, all the episodes. Yeah, it's brilliant. When he did Argentinian Mastermind, he looked at the life and times of Sonia from EastEnders. <laughs> and, but it never uh, quite works out like that, does it? Not really, no. Uh, this bloke wrote to the Richard Crumley, wrote to the Times, a oh, yeah. slightly posh waste of ink, mm-hmm. as we like to call them. He said, many people will surely sympathise with Kylian Mbappe, who scored a hat-trick for France in the World Cup final, yeah, thanks, yet ended up on the losing side. Yeah. However, spare a thought... <laughs> you won't, for Wilfred Billy Minter, who in 1922 at an FA Cup replay scored seven goals for St Albans City against Dulwich Hamlet, but went home unhappy as his team lost 8-7. It's not quite the same level of jeopardy, is it? Well, maybe if Instagram had been around when Wilfred (laughs) Billy Minter was playing, it would have got a bit more... Salt Bay would have been on the pitch. Would have got a bit more traction. Salt Bay's (laughs) granddad. Yeah. What year was this? 1922. Yeah, well, yeah, it could have been Salt Bay's granddad, couldn't it, on the pitch, uh, sprinkling fake gold leaf on an already gold trophy. How much more gold do you want, mate? That's the question. Now, cool subject today, so I want to get you involved with listeners. Um, I had no idea this was the case, but Bob Dylan has admitted in an interview that uh, he loves British TV, and to relax when he's touring, uh, he likes to sit down and binge-watch old um, Coronation Street. It's a bit odd, isn't it? And Father Browns. He's quite keen on the old Father Brown series. Yeah, binge-watching Coronation Street, Father Brown, some early Twilight Zone. Uh, Twilight Zones, he said. But, of course, the, the Corrie bosses have got straight mm. onto it and have offered him a walk-on part. Um, and So he could be singing Kem, in the Rovers. Ken Barlow's young nephew. Karaoke night <laughs> uh, with uh, Ken Barlow and Rita Sullivan. <laughs> Yeah, doing me. like a Rolling Stone <laughs> open mic night in the Rovers return. The good thing about Corrie generally, it doesn't have those kind of witless, made-up things that East Enders always does. Like, let's have Cowboy Night in the Vic. You know, let's have Split in the Atom Night in the Vic. Says That's Alfie Moon. Yeah. Um, they don't do that. Corrie doesn't. So, I mean, maybe they'd make an exception mm. if Bob Dylan said yes. It'll be. A, I mean, you'd tune in, wouldn't you? Well, you would. Bob singing with Rita. Because she's got a lovely voice, Rita. She could end up on tour with Bob. <laughs> It'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Anyway, mm. that is a classic, if you don't ask, you don't get uh, moment. And sometimes in life, it might have been you trying to book an act, trying to find someone who would come along to your birthday party or turn up at your wedding or whatever. But have you made an all, as we say in football uh, circles, have you made an audacious swoop for somebody or something? Have you thought, well, look, look it's unlikely to happen. But it's worth a try, because if you don't ask, you don't get. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. We asked you to get in touch today. If you don't ask, you don't get. Uh, It's been... Well, it's emerged that Bob Dylan likes Corey. 
I know, it's very strange. <laughs> but he likes to watch old Coronation Streets <laughs> and immediately the producers have thought, don't ask, you don't get. Will he come and star on the show? They've had sort of, Ian McKellen's done it, they've had different guest yeah. stars over the years, haven't they? Popped in, Bob Dylan singing in the Rovers with uh, Rita and He'd Ken. He'd have to be as himself. He couldn't play no, a character. No, I think he couldn't play a character. He'd have to perfect the accent. <laughs> if he's somebody from, lived in Rosamond Street for 30 years or something, uh, it does seem it does seem pretty unlikely. But if you don't ask, you don't get. You've been telling us your stories. Some have come off, some haven't. Um, I asked Robbie Fowl if he'd play on our seven-a-side team. He said yes, but he'd only play in goal. Well, they shouldn't no, have put no, you off. No, that would have been good. I once asked Paloma Faith to play a set at my wedding. I couldn't afford her fee, so I offered to pay for a room for the night. <laughs> surprise, surprise, I didn't get a reply, <laughs> no. says uh, Stuart. You may have needed a bit more than that. So, <laughs> odd one from Kevin. I asked Winona Ryder out for a date. My plan of attack was that we share a birthday, and she's been my favourite movie star forever. Yeah, I'm not sure that was going to work. Mm. Sadly, it didn't work, but she was very nice about it, and so was her boyfriend. Okay, <laughs> that was always though. a stumbling block. Uh, I once bumped into Jimmy Bullard at my son's uh, footy match in Surrey. We were chatting away, and I said, look, I don't suppose you fancy coming fishing later on. I'm meeting a mate at the lake, and it'd be hilarious if I just rocked up with you. And he did. Yeah, that, I'm not surprised. That would yeah, be fun. It's a day's things, fishing. Yeah. Jimmy would definitely say yes. So uh, you can keep those coming. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet to J. J. those. If you don't ask, you don't get moments. The ones that came off and the ones that didn't. Yeah, that would be nice. Hmm. I said him the idea of inviting Nigel Botherway to a wedding and he... he He's brings the ring in me by casting it in. That'd be quite Cast it in on a rod. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, a, that's a nice that's idea. That's a terrible idea. I was reading uh, an interview with Boris Becker. He's now gone back to uh, Germany mm. after his prison sentence. And uh, he's talking about the fact that Jurgen Klopp, did you see this? No. Uh, a visit by his friend Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp was turned down by prison authorities. He said, I'm quite good friends with Jurgen Klopp. Who knew? And he wanted to visit me. Then came the answer that Jurgen can't visit because he's too famous. Really? It's a, well, it's a strange one, isn't it, really? I mean, was that? not that Jurgen Klopp would know anybody in prison, but if he wanted to go, I don't see how you could <laughs> deny him a chance to go and visit somebody. Yeah, I, I think, uh, what would be, yeah, they'd have to. I mean, I suppose you can refuse the rights of anyone I suppose to so. visit. It does seem a bit strange, but yeah, I suppose it would have been a bit of a circus if Jürgen Might have been in the old visiting room. Yeah, it's possible. Asking for selfies, Crusher asking for selfies, like everybody's still <laughs> called Crusher, yeah, of exactly. course, yeah. like it's an old 1970s sitcom. Although that would have been a hell of an episode of... Um, Porridge, wouldn't it? I mean, we had him sharing a cell with a judge at one point, <laughs> Fletcher and Godber. Yeah. Morris Denham was in it, wasn't he? Um, and so, yeah, that would have... Is that right? I think it was. Anyway, no, I, um, I so, yeah, it would have uh, it would have been good if you'd had a, a top tennis player uh, mm. in the cell with the fellas. Um, Wesley Fofana played in a 5-1 win for Chelsea. He's been injured for a long time, of course, after his move. Played in a 5-1 win over Brentford, uh, behind closed doors friendly. And has uh, picked up an injury, and one of the fans reached out to him and said, "Oh, how bad is it, Wesley? You know, you've missed enough for the season. Is it?" Mm. He said, "Nothing bad, champion." He said to uh, the Chelsea fan, "I'm not even one month. We're back to break everything." I think that's probably not the best turn of phrase. <laughs> no. And also another don't month break any more. You know, and it's it is um, the moment for Chelsea. It's like another game, another injury. It's, yeah. Uh, bit frustrating but what can you do it's just one of those seasons and uh, you know it happens to clubs you've got a new uh, technical director I see yeah, I don't know anything about him really okay fair enough um, he's worked in Germany he didn't work at 
um, worked at Leipzig. That's all I really yeah, know. Well, about. you know, they've discovered enough players, so it'll be good. Yeah. Um, Richard Farrow wrote. There's been a lot of letters about the World Cup. Of course, there is. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that most of them are just basically telling you what happened, like mm. this one. This was, without doubt, the most gripping, exciting, action-packed World Cup final in history. Uh, well done to Argentina for their win and for entertaining the whole world in the greatest show on earth. Also, consolations to Francis Mbappe for scoring only the second ever hat trick in a World Cup final after Jeff Hurst in 1966, yet finishing on the losing team. What in that letter told you anything that you didn't already know? <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it? I just I think it summed it up perfectly. Oh, perfect, if anybody's yeah. been asleep for a few days <laughs> yeah. and they just read that, they'd get a pretty good oh, handle yeah, on it. They would, really, yeah. I, We were talking about Messi with Graham Hunter a little bit mm. earlier on. And uh, he would have to do a little bit of explaining, although it looks like it's all uh, Emmy Martinez-driven. First, we had the minute silence for Kylian Mbappe in the Argentina dressing room, and Messi can say, oh, I wanted nothing, it was nothing to do with me, uh, Kylian. Yeah, was... Oh, yeah, when they have to meet up. Yeah. And then, of course, we've got the other thing that's got on this little kind of doll that they put a sad, they sort of stuck a sad Mbappe face on the front of. <laughs> Again, it was Martinez who, who seems to really feed off of all of that. But, uh, yeah. Messi's going to have to, again, it was nothing to do with me. You know, you know what Martinez is like. He's going to have to distance himself from some of that, I would think. He was a bit, you know, that celebration on the podium was a bit much by him, but yeah. I suppose he had just won the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he might be going to Bayern Munich. I've seen this in Alarm Villa fans, but apparently. Yeah. Well, we talked to Rupert about yeah, this. Did you? Yeah. yeah, there's bound to be interest, isn't there? You know, this is the thing, mm. though. Look, these guys were good players before. They all had scouting networks. I mean, the fact they've won a trophy. Shouldn't really change things, should it? I mean, you should, it's like we said, always said, you buy players from World Cups, no matter when it is. A bit like holiday romance. You should be doing more work than just looking at them in, in the course yeah. of four or five games. He, he's really. a good goalkeeper, though. No, he, he is a good player goalkeeper. at that level. Yeah, very good. Um, They've been saying the same thing about McAllister, Paul Barber at. Uh, uh, the chief exec at Brighton's been saying, "Yeah, look, we ex- we expect interest. He's had a great yeah, World Cup. Not what? from Chelsea. I'm buying players from Brighton. Yeah. <laughs> He's <laughs> a good player. Well, but, the yeah. first thing I did when I saw you got a new technical director was to see if he'd come from Brighton. No, he, he drove <laughs> through Brighton. <laughs> he did on the way. He's got. He went to the rock <laughs> shop down there. He had. A, he spent a couple of hours. Unless you, you know, if you want to get a feel for the place, just spend a couple of hours in Brighton. Uh, make that particular journey. You do need to do that." Amongst uh, Moose's uh, very good friend birthday wishes today oh, yeah. is Samuel L. Jackson. Are that they very in, good friends? I believe they are. Does he fly over to Samuel L. Jackson's place and well, uh, he, spend a bit of time? He's going there for Christmas, Barry, the whole family. <laughs> just the two of them. Honestly. There's your sitcom pilot, the Moose and Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> spending Christmas Day together. <laughs> I look at uh, Moose and him saying, What's that smell? Oh, it's me. I'm just warming up some tuna in your microwave. Get out of my house. Wouldn't last long. long he'd be back out in the street, wouldn't he? Wouldn't really? be good, really. Yeah. Uh, somebody wrote to the star saying, Now that the World Cup's over, I blame Badil and Skinner. <laughs> oh, okay. Every time they release that song, it's guaranteed football won't be coming home. <laughs> Pack it in, you two, says one lion, he calls well, look, himself. It's a, it, look, it's a thought. Uh, you know, it's, it, ever since they've been bringing it I mean, to be honest, before they brought it out, we weren't even qualifying in some uh, cases. Yeah, you can't blame them. No. Um, and uh, yes. this Malver Claret, he says, couldn't stop laughing at the appearance of Roy Keane. Give him a bowler hat and a cane... And he's a dead ringer for Charlie Chaplin. 
Where not, really. not, not really. Not really. It was the last thing you saw, <laughs> wasn't it? Nobody at the start of it. He doesn't look anything like Charlie Chaplin. We can't publish that I one. I mean, there was a lot of people took uh, because he, uh, yeah, he had the little tash. It was a touch of the Frank Zappers about it. Yeah, I think well, so, if, yeah. Had it been a bit longer. One or two people like to add long hair to him and mm. make him a Billy Connolly, we noticed on social media. But uh, no, I'd not good, particularly seen that one. Good we brought, story. Oh, go on. Oh, yeah, no, good story what? Sorry. Good story about orangutans. I don't know oh, if it's it? in the sun. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we've all got to stop for that. What's a good, <laughs> yeah. that, what, are you, are you kind of suggesting they generally get quite a lot of bad press? Well, I have no idea. They may okay. hold the key to how humans evolved to speak, say scientists. Yeah. Uh, I love this bit, a bit of tabloid thesaurus. Yeah. The ginger tree swingers, yeah, like the Jungle Book's King Louis, right. talk using a complex range of calls involving both vowel sounds and consonants. Yeah. Uh, wild orangutans use consonant-like calls consistently and multiple for multiple behaviours, much like we do with speech. Their vocal repertoire is a rich display of clicks, kissing sounds, smacking splutters and raspberries. Yeah. So I've, I've There's people here that sound well, like I that. If Alan's off, we're going to get one in to do breakfast. Morning. <laughs> Maybe the comedian Bill Maher can get his money back. He was once sued by Donald Trump for suggesting that he uh, he originated from orangutans. So, well, maybe he can, maybe that allow him to put a claim back in. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Yes, we're going to chat about a new film, Poison Arrows. It's going to be out in cinemas and on digital platforms very soon. It's a darts mockumentary. And uh, before we chat to uh, the star Jeff Bell, let's bring you a flavour of the film. Rocky was always a loose cannon. One of those players who divided opinion between those who hated him and those who really hated him. Well, the worst thing about being banged up for a crime that you didn't commit is no one believes you. You're guilty just because a judge and 12 strangers and a bunch of incriminated evidence says so. For I'm a champion. Rocky Goldfingers is back. But is the world of sport really ready for the return of its most vilified son? The man's an animal, and he should never be allowed out. Will anyone ever forgive him for the sins of his past? And will he finally have the chance to prove his claim? He turned the whole thing into a conspiracy movie. Come on, LJ! That he was innocent all along. Yes, and uh, Rocky Goldfingers is played by Jeff Bell, who's joined us in the studio. Uh, hi, Jeff. Hello, guys. Nice to meet you. Yeah, good yeah, to great. see you. It's yeah. like, it was a, a lot of fun, the film. Um, but we were just saying it, it's it's taken it's taken quite a long time to get to the screen, isn't it? Yeah, I think we first started. Uh, Simon Spracklin, the director, approached me. I think it was two thousand and two because I wow. I was friends with his brother who had written Mike Bassett and Simon had. Mm. We'd played together at Wembley for the last game. They relayed the turf at Wembley that year mm. for us to do the film. And a couple of years later, we talked about the, doing this darts thing. And he had a space at the BBC to go and watch the darts and me to put on this fat suit and all the prosthetic and go backstage and, and do this sort of blag it, you know. Mm. And I went and improvised it and it was, it was hilarious. And so you probably had footage then you opened using the film of players that um, are sort of nearly 20 years older now. Well, that's, well, that's, the, that's the beauty. You see, you see, the film never got made back in the day. Mm. And then 15 years on, he approaches me again and says, I've got some money. Maybe we can finish this. And I was like, how are we going to finish it? 
you know, we were back then, and he said, well, you've been in prison for 15 years, <laughs> accused of murder, <laughs> and like a Louis Farouk character comes in, just as you're ending your prison sentence, to mm. prove your innocence, because he believes you've been set up, as so do I. Yeah. So we go on the road trip, and it becomes this hilarious journey of me trying to prove my innocence. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Um, it's got a lot of famous darts players in it, hasn't it? Yeah, is that was that all from that? T- I mean, also the, we heard Barry uh, Barry Hearn there doing a little bit of a cameo that mm. bit at the top. So I mean, you've got a few darts faces in there. Yeah, we've got some. We got we got the woman world champion. I forget her name. It eludes me. The ex world champion. Is that Trini Trini Gulliver. Trina Gulliver. Yeah, Trina Gulliver. Mm. We got John O'Shea. We got obviously Wolfie Adams. Yes, Ray Stubbs. We got back in back in back in again. You know the yeah. old commentator. Ray. Yeah, no, Love cool. that. Yeah. So we got yeah. You know we had the Viking. It was uh, Alan Ford. He, yeah, he's, he died, but, but yeah, Andy Ford, yeah. Andy Andy Ford, Ford Wade, yeah. and uh, Gary Anderson as well, of course. James Wade was—he uh, made his debut when we were filming this <laughs> the first time around, and we actually put him off in the practice room, and I think he uh, he went out in the first round. So <laughs> we're rooting for him now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. twenty years on. <laughs> so, so the, we got a flavour of the, the plot there, as you mm. said. Rocky Goldfinger is your play with a bit of a nod to. Uh, to Bobby George, I think it's fair to say it's a little bit of that, yeah, isn't it? Without really? a doubt, it's, yeah. uh, it's not based on <laughs> Bobby, but, no, the but old it's gold got, fingers, yeah. It's got it's got a bit of a nod to that. <laughs> Bobby and, uh, was in it; he's in it for a little bit with me. Oh, that's yeah. good. And he's yeah. it, the Poison Arrows, a little cameo from uh, Ralph Little, wasn't it? I think it looked like. Yeah, Ralph was the original. Me and him did it originally, hmm. but Ralph was busy doing something else when it all come back to do again. He was like filming somewhere or doing Death in Paradise. Well, Something yeah. like that, yeah. It was more like in the Caribbean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't <laughs> want to come, come, come to Margate with us. No, he didn't <laughs> want to come down to Margate. <laughs> but yeah, so Ralph was doing something else, so he he didn't want to really come back. So that's why I think we changed the plot so much, and we're uh, we're like looking for him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, Fair okay. enough. So you're accused of you're accused of his murder, and you do time, and as you said, it, it's you being followed uh, as you come out. The kind of uh, to clear your name, but also to kind of rehabilitate yourself. It looks like you do quite a lot of other bits and pieces of celebrity stuff. Well, I'm trying stuff. to get back into the game, you know, yeah. maybe a bit of presenting, uh, you know, on, yeah. the, uh, on the radio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just trying everything he can to get back, you know, yeah. get back in society and clear his, clear his name because he's a funny old character, Rocky. You'll love it. It's kind of old, you know, a 1980s kind of dark player. Right. You know, the Eric Bristow mould and that. So, yeah. There's, uh, so how much did you have to new stuff? Did you have to shoot then after from the real the original stuff you had from back in two? Well, the new stuff took maybe two years because slowly we were we were all doing other stuff, you know. Well, I was. So mm. it's when Simon had time and we got the crew together, we'd go and do this. So it became a real labour of love. In between that, Simon nearly died. He got a, oh, he, wow. he had, he's had a transplant, believe it or not. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. And f- a week later, he was running on Margate Beach, standing in for me. I was like Simon. Well, but, we, you know. So, I'm so glad it's come out eventually because, uh, mm. yeah. Know, the other was... writers I know, Mark Augustine and Chris England, I work. I work with both of those on on Al Murray's sketch show and on other projects as well. So they're good guys and good writers and funny men. So. Well, that's uh, that's you know, Chris. I love Chris. Mm. Uh, the writers, they're beautiful men. We, they started up the, I think it was a Battersea Park with Nick Hancock back in the day, and we mm. used to go there on a Friday. Out of work actors, out of work writers, comedians, musicians, and play football, and mm. that's how we all got together. Oh, okay. And that's how um, you know we all met back in the day. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. We asked you earlier on, have you ever gone on, if you don't ask, you don't get. This is because mm. Bob Dylan has admitted he's a fan of Coronation Street and likes to watch old episodes. Of course, uh, the Corrie bosses very mm. quickly have said, yeah, come and do a bit of a karaoke night uh, in the Rovers with uh, Rita and Ken. He hasn't come back yet, but of course, if you don't ask, Bob, yeah, you, you don't get Yeah. There. So um, we asked you about your stories. You've been telling us uh, different tales. Um, when working at Dixon's in the 80s, Colleen Nolan came in and bought a Commodore 64 computer. My mate invited <laughs> to a party we were all going to a week later, adding, you'll have to bring that, that 64 back for repair by then anyway. Sadly, she didn't turn up. Oh, says, uh, a shame. It's worth a punt sometimes, Joe, isn't it? That one didn't. But uh, we've had examples of other ones that did. Uh, great news, Andy. Mm. Um, uh, the world's strongest material has been created. What is it? Um, it's 500 times harder than diamond. Wow. What about that? It's a metal alloy created at the University of California, Berkeley, with chromium, cobalt, and nickel. <laughs> and it gets tougher at lower temperatures. Um, Professor Iso George, the man behind it, he said it could be used in extremes of deep space and uh, and we could see uh, indestructible cars and planes and buildings that withstand earthquakes. Shimpads? That was my first thought. <laughs> Maybe, my first thought was shimpads. Yeah, and of all the things it could be used for, more important than shimpads, a bit like you, Andy, sadly, that was the first thing I thought of. <laughs> yeah. Which, even, with the, the, even then... Jack Grealish would have his halfway down his leg, wouldn't he? Even knowing it'd be good that for cricket pads, be, leg bars would be going for six. <laughs> would be go out the ground. It would be you just go, yeah, kind of get a pad on it. it. Would be fantastic, wouldn't it? So there we are. A bit of breaking news in the world of science for those interested. We've got to track down this bloke when he gets back from Argentina. He's mm. an Irish resident. His name's Emiliano Gamara. Yeah. And uh, he's from Rosario, which is where Messi's born and where and Di, Di Maria. Di Maria, yeah. That's right. So he went, he flew back especially to watch the game with his family. Mm. And uh, so I presume he's going to stay out there for Christmas. Otherwise, we should try and get him. 
Yeah, we should. Why do you think he's never going to fly straight back for work on Monday morning? I didn't think he would. <laughs> Myself and Perry brought you the big news that Sooty is planning to try and crack America after all these yeah. years of an American interest. Paddington, another bear, of course, mm. other bears. Have what, did he recommend him? Well, I don't, quite possibly. <laughs> have paved the way. The success of Paddington has paved the way. And somebody in America said, they got any other bears in England that, that are cute? And they said, yeah, they've got this one Sooty. He doesn't speak. What he's about enigmatic. Rupert? He's like Harpo Marx, <laughs> but a bear. And Rupert, this yeah, Rupert's going to want a piece of the action. Uh, Super Ted? Yeah. All, this is oh. your knowledge of uh, <laughs> fictional bears, Andy, is more impressive than I imagine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is what we told you, that um, it seems a, some American mogul has been in touch mm. with Sooty and says, I'm going to make you a star. Come over and work. I don't know if... I think it's Sweep will be involved because we've all seen Entourage. Yeah. Sooty expects Sweep, Sue and Butch to go I there. I think they're going to have to. Butch will handle security, obviously. Mm. So look out for Sooty in the States. It sounded like a good news story. But over in Downpatrick in County Down, Karina got in touch to, with the papers mm. and said, what sad news that our much-loved puppet Sooty is to land his big break in America. <laughs> they will ruin everything about him. <laughs> what? Just like they've done with all great TV programs. They're going to make him talk. That's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> the only blessing is they can't uh, give him an American accent. Well, they might, though, Katrina. Might yeah, they? that's Suddenly, the point, The actually. first time we ever hear Sooty say anything, he's going to have an American Because they did accent. ruin Winnie the Pooh to an extent. Did that? Well, well, if you compare Disney's Winnie the Pooh, which I actually like, but it's not what everybody does, yeah. compared to A.A. Milne's Winnie the Pooh, they look different and they are different. One was a book, though, wasn't it? I mean, you couldn't... I mean, well, yeah, you, you had, had to e imagine his e. voice. Shepherd's drawings in it. You imagine though. he had a pretty posh I do know quite a lot about fictional bears yeah, just, I, would that I be can't your, believe it would that be your specialist <laughs> yeah, mastermind let's have some questions on fictional bears for Andy Jacobs um, was it the bear in the big blue house is that another one kids I I'm just, you've I'm got a, to remember I'm almost, of a certain age so. oh yeah obviously anything new worth, bears ones he could have watched with the grandkids or with the kids or <laughs> new bears try and steer clear of those um, talksport.com text 81089 or tweet to uh, TSHBJ yeah, yeah, Nookie Bear, yeah, another fictional yeah. Uh, bear. He could, do, as Alan once said, you know, he could do a blue act as well if he, <laughs> if he needed to. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Annie Jacobs here on TalkSport. And, uh, yeah, we'll be looking at the Carabao Cup tonight, Manchester United versus Burnley. We may touch on a bit of cricket now with our next guests. Um, mm. Ishan Akbar. Good afternoon, Ishan. Good afternoon. Nice, nice to be here. to see you. You are just about to head off on tour next year. I am in February, getting prepared for the tour, February 23rd, starting Bristol, go all up and down this beautiful land, yeah. uh, hoping to entertain the good people of Britain, and hopefully they uh, turn up and enjoy my stick. What was your route into comedy then? How did you, how did you happen into the business? Very fortuitous. I mean, I had a bit of a multitude career. I, used to work, I was a banker for a while, mm. worked in government policy for a while, then decided to have a pop at comedy just as a thing to do as a hobby. And lo and behold, it sounds kind of cheesy, but comedy chose me. Ooh. The gods were like, hey, you're funny. <laughs> yeah. You should do this. Stop wasting time in a bank, in an office. Were you funny in the bank? Were you... Uh... I mean, my colleagues will tell you otherwise, but I would yeah. say that I was. <laughs> uh, I tried to be funny. Uh, look, the bank's not the funniest pl place to be funny, really. Yeah. Uh, I think I probably had too much personality. <laughs> which is how I would describe it, but they would say I was just bad at my but job. But it's good to have life experience, isn't it, as a comedian? Um, Absolutely. I think comedy is one of those weird art forms where it rewards wisdom and it mm. rewards experience. You know, the older I get, I think the better I become as a comedian. And we're doing it for eight years. Started when I was 29. Um, you know, as you grow older, you have more to share with the world, I think. Yeah. And hopefully people are going to come along and be like, yeah, this guy's funny. 
Coming in mm. at 29, I mean, is it, is it a young man's game? Were you at the, I mean, to, to start at 29? Is that quite late in the world of comedy? Online? It can be. There's a few yeah. There's a few kind of 17, 18-year-olds knocking about, yeah. straight out of university, you know, 21-year-olds. Um, but, uh, yeah, I started fairly late by entertainment standards. I think entertainment tends to be regarded as quite a young person's mm. game. But as you both know, as older gentlemen... You know, yeah, we're still getting away with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, <laughs> all the wisdom you've got, you bring it to the radio, you know? Well, that's an inspiration for you <laughs> as, as you get progressively older. <laughs> no um, it also, I mean, I never quite know whether to believe Wikipedia. If you go and check it, Andy's, you'll know why. But it also <laughs> says you worked as a Bollywood dance choreographer. It's true. Yeah. What about oh, that? Really? I know. I Listen, I was the fat kid at weddings. Who would, <laughs> that's how it started. And then one thing led to another. People, I actually teach my son or teach my daughter. And then it grew and grew and grew. And suddenly I found myself choreographing 16 boys, 16 girls, written a you know, a Mella in Birmingham in front of a huge audience. And then last Friday, two Fridays ago, I did a Bollywood dance to 10,000 people at the M&S Bank Arena. Wow. Yeah. And uh, it was my final hurrah as a dancer because, you know, you can't tell on the radio, but I am a fat man, is how people would describe <laughs> well, me. You're not, you're not, you're not fat. Oh, you're not, stop you're it, not a fat you man. You should do Strictly. I mean, look at Hamza. He turned out brilliant, and he's lost, he's lost about two yeah, stone. And yeah. look, this is it. This is my pitch for Strictly, so I want to lose a bit of weight. I like a bit of dancing. Get me on Strictly. <laughs> You'd be Come good. On. Come on, this is it. You've issued Come on. what we call in football circles a Come, Come and Get, get me, me, please. Yeah, absolutely. So, honestly, there's I'm a, like Odin Wingate just turning up to the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, there's a BBC booker on Strictly who's just written down, Ishan <clears throat> Akbar, yeah. Bollywood, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. should make Blackpool, they've just written in, yeah. in a margin in a light pencil. Uh, you do love your cricket as well. I've seen you tweeting a bit about cricket. I love my cricket, love my football. Really excited to see yeah. United playing Burnley tonight. I'm a United fan, as oh. you can probably tell from my accent. Yeah, born in Whitechapel, obviously. Yeah, obviously, obviously. in the 80s. I'm a diehard United fan. <laughs> Looking forward to the season coming back. And yeah, I'm a big cricket fan. My dad played a bit of cricket for the Pakistan under-19s. Oh, wow. And I said wow. cricket was something I grew up with. My mum's from Bangladesh, so there's... I basically win every time whether <laughs> Pakistan, Bangladesh or England play I'm winning yeah. so even though England did a, did a whitewash mm. in Pakistan I won my dad lost but there you go and he was making the point the other day it was a great series I mean England certainly owe Pakistan for coming over during the pandemic yeah. they, they went which was brilliant and, and as Andy said it was played in a really good spirit which is not always yeah. the case when those two play together yeah not always and I, th- I think and also you know, the, the first test in particular was mm. excellent despite the pitch being quite poor yeah. it was great to see two teams really go at it and the, both the first two matches were very very tight so a good advert for cricket in Pakistan I'm very happy to have it back yeah, yeah. absolutely and and uh, <laughs> you're one of the few people who are, since the World Cup, who's defended Salt Bay. Yeah, the <laughs> one, uh, former, former Istanbul butcher turned celebrity chef. Well, only slightly to annoy people. I think one thing you'll find when you come and see me do comedy is I like taking positions that annoy people. And so with everyone going after Salt Bay, I thought, hold on a minute. The guy's just a butcher. He's turned up. He's annoying Martinez trying to hold the trophy. I quite like the hustle, to be fair. Because I don't know if I'd be able to get onto the World Cup final pitch. I don't know what I'd do, what I'd need to do. You know, for 2026, whenever it is, how am I going to get myself onto the pitch? That might be my Become very, very friendly with Gianni Infantino. Basically, him lots of free meals. Oh, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, maybe I might just have to do that and start cooking for It's Jenny true, though, a 1,400 yeah. quid steak. steak. I mean, yeah. you've got to have some chutzpah. I mean, you really Absolutely. Got to about no, you I, I do admire him. I've, I've been following him for a long time, and where he started to where he's become, yeah. I really admire the guy, but I, th- I thought he overreached himself. On yeah, of course Sunday. he did. 
Yeah. I agree with you, but by the same token, I love the hustle to be able to get onto the pitch and try and get Messi to take yeah. a picture with That'd you. Great. Yeah, trying to grab. Then he him. puts one up yesterday from five years ago to prove yeah. that somehow him and Messi are good mates, good pals. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. He probably laid out a tariff for Infantino: get on the pitch at the end of the game, one tomahawk steak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on for the last ten minutes for Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> Lifetime tomahawk steak. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. From Talk Sport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. I'll be back with uh, Charlie uh, to do it all again tomorrow. Andy, you'll join us for the birthday spread. Yes, I managed to. Uh, it was a bit tight for time this week with a lot of commitments, but I managed to get them done. So good. good. Marvellous. So, yeah, we'll have a birthday spread, as always, at 3.30. Do hope you can join us. If not, the podcast will be available at four. But for now, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.